Is there a way that Derry Downer can help you through this abyss that we call the New Orleans Saints 2023 season? You bet there is. Hey, man, if I got to go through this sick again, this team is making me sick. I really think they're making me sick. Two out of three weeks, I'm sick. Maybe it's from watching this crap. But we are going to make you feel better. Coming up next on Datitude. If you're looking for the latest scoop and in-depth interviews on the Saints, the NFL, the Pelicans, LSU, along with the best bets of the week, then lucky you. Along with high-powered, in-the-know guests who cover our teams, Jim Derry brings plenty of danitude. And he'll always tell you the way it is, or at least the way he thinks it is. Where you at, New Orleans? And hello to all my friends out there. God bless your hearts. If you thought this week was going to be easy, you must not have been listening. We told you. We warned you. People told me I was crazy. There ain't no way I'm going to lose to the Texans. Come on, Derry. What's wrong with you? You're an idiot. Hey. I might be an idiot, but I was right about this one. 20 to 13, the Houston Texans defeat the New Orleans Saints. And if you looked at the stat sheet, you'd wonder how in the hell that had happened. This is Datitude, episode number 178 for a Monday, October the 16th, 2023. I am Jim Derry. Yes, I am sick again. I couldn't do the show two Mondays ago. And had I, had I done that show, I probably wouldn't be doing today. That's how bad I feel. But I couldn't miss I couldn't miss two Mondays out of three. Completely different kind of illness. But I'll tell you what, man, it's that time of year. If there is a way to get it, I'm gonna get it, I guess. And I went and looked uh last time I had this funk, whatever this funk, particular funk is. Same exact time last year. So uh I guess that uh third, fourth, uh, second, third, fourth week of October, I should just stay inside. I stayed inside yesterday, miserable, miserable in the chair watching the game with no one around. I think that uh, maybe watching it from my perspective maybe can help you a little bit today. I'm Jim Derry, sports betting writer at the Times Picayune, the advocate at bet.nola.com. Um, seriously, if you look at the stats and you didn't know the score, you just looked at the stats, you'd wonder how the hell this team lost. We're going to hear from Dennis Allen. I think he's starting to realize, what, what did we say a couple weeks ago? His ass was on the line, too. Remember we said that? Maybe he's really starting to realize that. Maybe if I don't make any changes, he's probably thinking, that I'm going to get fired and I'm never going to get a chance again. I think it's finally starting to dawn on him. His tone changed completely yesterday. That's coming up. Derek Carr sounded like the same Derek Carr. We'll get into that. And in, in Derek's dime, again, that this whole show, this obviously is going to be a shorter show than usual. So we're going to, I'm going to say what I have to say, let them say what they have to say, and then I'm going to move on. But I could not come on uh, two out of three Mondays. Um, the dime, again, unscripted. Look, I know it's hard to feel better 
when you lose to the Houston Texans, a team that's going to go seven and ten, maybe eight and nine if they if things fall their way. All this talk about C.J. Stroud. Um, one of my coworkers, uh, Gabe Henderson, great addition to our staff. He's from Houston. He lives in Houston. He thinks that uh, C.J. Stroud is the next coming of I don't know what. And I'm sure a lot of Texans fans do too. And good for them. I'm glad they feel that way about their quarterback. Um, to me, he was just another quarterback. He didn't do anything special yesterday. He didn't make me feel like, you know, I had said before the week I was looking forward to watching him play. I mean, you could make a case that he's the best quarterback the Saints have played this year, but that ain't saying anything. They played some really bad quarterbacks. Did he play the best out of all of them? I don't know. I mean, the Texans had 297 yards total. They had 177 net yards passing. That's not good. And by every account, you ask any Saints defensive player, any Saints coach, any Saints fan, any who that out there, Saints play like crap on defense in the first half. They gave up 17 points to the Houston Texans. It went a lot the way we thought it would go. Nico Collins uh, had a decent game. We told you there, uh, without Tank Dell, they still had Robert Woods and Dalton Schultz who scored. Robert Woods and Dalton Schultz. And I've seen some numbskulls, numbskulls, morons, blaming this loss. I mean, if I were to think about where this team is and the problems that this team has, you know where Derek Carr would rank on that list? Certainly after 10. Like, unquestionably after 10. But yet, there were people on my social media page complaining about Derek Carr. 32 of 50 for 353 yards and a touchdown. He looked fine. I was surprised, actually. I thought if you would, if I wouldn't have known he had an injury, I wouldn't have known by watching yesterday. And people were blaming him. There were people blaming Derek Carr. He was playing with Nick Saldaveri at right guard. Cesar Ruiz had to move the right tackle. Trevor Penning, they finally realized Trevor Penning sucks. Took him out. We're going to let him sit out for a few games. But then we're forced to use him because James Hurst got hurt. And where the hell is Andrus Pete? I mean, Andrus, what is Andrus, what, this team is, who decided to pay this dude money? Seriously. It all goes down to one thing. This, look, this team is who most of us, who most of the realistic people who live around here thought they would be. A mixed bag of horse manure and other days a mixed bag of Halloween candy you just don't know what you're going to get actually you know how pissed off I was when they lost to Tampa and I didn't see that one coming I saw this one coming they played they didn't play nearly as well as everyone thought they played last week uh, in New England that score was completely misleading Nowhere near 34 to nothing. Then we saw how bad New England was yesterday out in Las Vegas. So that team is bad. This Houston team is just so-so. 
They had no business losing to this team. They play this team 17 times, and the Saints go 11 and 6, maybe 12 and 5. Saints had no business losing. CJ Stroud, 13 of 27, 199, two touchdowns. He threw his first interception, sacked twice. There was nothing special about that. Devin Singletary, 12 carries, 58 yards. Damian Pierce, 13 carries for 34 yards. Nothing special. They're nothing special. This Saints team is nothing special. But yet it comes down to if you can accept who this team is and what what they are, who they are, then you'll feel better on Mondays. You won't be as high when they win. You won't be as low when they lose. But if you want, look, you may not want to be that person. You may want to think they're going to the Super Bowl when they win and think they're the worst team on the planet when they lose. That's up to you. If that's what you want, go for it. But this team is, to steal a line from from our departed friend, Denny Green, who we thought they were. They're three and three. Every time so far that they've had a chance to take like this big step, because I told you before this week, if I were wrong and they won this game and they were went to four and two, it's a not a major thing for this team. Now, little did we know that the rest of the NFC South would also lose. Although, I mean, I pred- I didn't even realize that I predicted this. I predicted the entire NFC South to lose. So I got those four right. The NFC South's pretty easy to predict. But it shouldn't have been easy to predict. You know why? Someone uh, sent me this stat yesterday from Twitter. I've not verified this, but there's no reason to not believe it. Um, It's only the second time ever. Let me me get this right before I say this again. I don't want to say something that, that, that... yeah, second time in less than a month. This is from Drew Porsche on Twitter. Second time in less than a month, all four teams in the NFC South lost in the same week. In the first 21 seasons of the division, it happened a total of three times. And never, never in the same day. First time ever, all four teams lost on the same day. That's hard to believe. And for the second time in less than a month, all four teams lost in the same week. This division is not good. It's there, ripe for the take. I mean, think about it. The Saints don't blow one in Green Bay and don't, I mean, they had no business losing yesterday. They should be five and one. They'd be running away with this thing already. As it is, they're going to be going back and forth with some bad teams because Atlanta's bad. Desmond Ritter is bad. I don't know if any of you had that. Look, I had it on the quad box yesterday, okay, because as much of covering the Saints, part of my job is to cover the NFL. I can't make true predictions on teams if I don't watch them. So I had the Saints in a quad box. And uh, uh, one of the other quad boxes was on the Red Zone channel. And for some reason, they showed a lot of Atlanta. That I mean, Desmond Ritter's terrible. He's terrible. At least C.J. Stroud has a future. I think he's going to be an NFL quarterback. I really do. De- Desmond Ritter's 
terrible. Baker Mayfield is terrible. Bryce Young's going to be good, but obviously he needs some work. So six games against those guys. They've already played Baker Mayfield and Bryce Young. Got lucky a little bit against Bryce Young. Stunk the high heaven against Baker Mayfield. That's what this team is going to be. But who do we blame it on? You want to blame it on someone? You can go down the line. It starts like just about everything else to me from the top. I'm not even going to blame the little clipboard holder yesterday. Although the offensive game plan on that final drive was horrendous. It wasn't good for the game, but it was really, really, really bad at the end. We finally saw Taysom Hill again the way we're supposed to see Taysom Hill. He had seven catches, 49 yards, touched the ball. For the second straight week, touched the ball a bunch. Now, his stats didn't show it from last week, but he touched the ball a ton last week. That part of the game plan was good, but when you are coming down the field, you got to score a touchdown. With a minute, in fact, you know what? Let me call up the play-by-play because I don't want to screw this up either. I don't want someone to tell me later on, Derry, you, you, you exaggerated. You don't know what you're talking about. They had a 12-play, 61-yard drive that ended in an interception, which a meaningless interception. It was a desperation pass. It shouldn't even count as an interception. But you get the ball with 241 back at your own 15. By the one-minute mark, 59 seconds left, you got a second and eight at the Houston 33. So what do you do? After you throw one short right and then waste the timeout, it's third and eight. You pass short to Olave to get the first down. Now, that's great. So now it's first and 10 at the Houston 24 with 35 seconds left. What do you do? Four straight passes. Not trying to get the first down, by the way. You got another timeout. It's not like you can't throw over the middle of the field and get the first down. Get to about the 12 and then have three plays from the 12, maybe four. No. Derek Carr, incomplete, deep right. Derek Carr, incomplete, deep left. Derek Carr, incomplete, deep right. Derek Carr, intercepted on fourth down. Why are you throwing deep four times in a row? Zero cents. Makes it, that's not Derek Carr's fault. I mean, I guess in theory, he could change the play. But we saw what happened last night when Tyrod Taylor changed the play. Coaches out trying to outsmart themselves. And, I, and I'm, I'm average Joe Blow sitting down in some kind of sinus infection-ridden haze going, what the hell are they doing throwing the ball deep? Get a first down. This is the new football, by the way. I've seen this so many times. I saw this yesterday. One of the te- best teams in the NFL, the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm not pissed at all that they, like, them losing screwed up a really nice money line parlay. No, not at all. They couldn't have coached that game any worse than they coached it at the end. So it's not just the Saints. If you didn't see it, the Eagles had a 14 to 12 lead. The Jets were out of timeouts, and there was like a minute and 45 seconds left. 
minute and 50 seconds left. So on third and eight, like a dumbass, they decided to throw the ball. Some unknown reason they decided to throw the ball. They're, they've allowed 12 points all day. Four field goals. 12 points all day long. They throw the ball. Well, the end is predictable. Hey, even had it not been picked off, you stopped the clock. Even if it had just been incomplete, you stopped the clock with 140-something left. Instead, Jalen Hurts throws a pick. Jets get the ball the eight. Then the Eagles with two timeouts and trailing by only, I'm sorry, up by two. So if the Jets kick a field goal, they're down three, uh, down one, excuse me, and then they only need to kick a field goal. And they have two timeouts. So they would have got the ball back with a minute left. They decide to let the Jets score, like literally on purpose. Score a touchdown. So now... Sure, you get 40 extra seconds or 30 extra seconds. But now you got to score a touchdown. I mean, it just goes to show. It's not just the Saints. And it's not just this game. We told you before the season started. We had a live show. Zach Ewing and I had a live show with the Saints and their draft. The NFL draft. What was my opinion, the number one thing that this team needed more than anything? People kept saying it was defensive line. Go back to the, you probably were too, and it's okay. I get that that opinion. I'm not saying it was like the worst opinion on the planet. But go back and think about that. This team needs a defensive lineman. You just got two in free agency, and you have two good ones on the outside already. You're panicking because you lost a few guys. That was a panic, by the way. So you draft Brian Brisset. That's okay. He's been fine. I still disagree with the pick, but I don't. it's not like they have this overwhelming, like you're an idiot for making that pick, but I still think they should have taken an offensive lineman first. Now, that being said, what do you do with your second pick? What does this team unquestionably need? Now, you went and drafted your defensive lineman, so what do you do? You draft another defensive lineman. You're a moron. You don't draft an offensive lineman until you get to Nick Saldaveri in the fifth round. Who's not so, wait, if you're if you're a fifth round starter, you're not supposed to I mean fifth round pick, you're not supposed to be a starter. Now he had to come in and play yesterday because they didn't have a choice. So you didn't address anything, anything on your offensive line. And here we are. And what's the number one problem for this team? Without question. Now, they've had injuries. Don't get me wrong. But you were counting on Andrus Pete and Trevor Penning to be good. And now Andrus Pete isn't even playing. I don't even know where he is. Does anyone know where Andrus Pete is? I've been railing on him since July. There's a reason why. $54 million or whatever the hell you gave that dude. Where is he? And you're trying to hide it. You're try, they're trying to hide Andrew Speed. How, how dumb of a decision that was. How dumb of a decision it was to go into the season counting on Trevor Penny. Oh, it's okay. We got James Hurst. So we got three guys who can play the left side of the line. James Hurst has just been average at best. 
Anders Pete is nowhere to be found, and Trevor Penning has been a complete and utter disaster. That's on you. It's on you. The offensive line has been a complete and utter disaster. Your best offensive lineman by far, your center, Eric McCoy, played awful yesterday. Played awful. And Derek Carr, so it goes goes back to what I said about eight or ten minutes ago. Any any idiot blaming Derek Carr at all, and I mean at all, even a little bit, bringing up his name. I heard one, I'm not going to call out his name, one uh, prominent New Orleans media person who used to be a quarterback for the New Orleans Saints on the quote-unquote flagship station of the New Orleans Saints. If you can't figure it out now, I can't help you. But saying the Saints would have been better off sticking with Andy Dalton. This is the kind of stupidity and just overall moron-ness. I don't care if it's not a word. Asinine-ness. That is where most of the fans, I don't know, fans, whatever you want to call them, whoever they are, that's... That's why we got where we are right now. Put the blame where the blame is due. Derek Carr has zero, and I mean zero blame, for where this team is right now. In the grand scheme of things, it's not even that bad. They're three and three. I told you it was going to make you feel better. I know I haven't yet. But they're three and three in a crappy division. They're still got to be the favorites to win this damn thing. They're way better than Atlanta. And they're way better than Tampa Bay, even though they lost to Tampa Bay already. That schedule gets easier after this coming week. You got a short week. You got to play Jacksonville. And you know what? Say it's going to be a, a small underdog, just like they were a small favorite when they went to Houston. They'll be a small underdog in the Dome this week. Jacksonville is a good football team, but you know what? I haven't done, I haven't gone through everything, so I, can t- I can't tell you for sure. But my first inclination is that the Saints win this week. Jacksonville's been through a whole lot. Jacksonville spent two weeks in London, had to come straight home, played a division rival at home without thinking about it. Now they got to go on the road in a short week. Not a good spot for Jacksonville. Much better spot for the Saints who are coming in pissed off. I mean, again, my first inclination is, and I'll give you my official pick later in the week, but I think the Saints are going to win this game. And then you just finished a four out of five trip on the road. And now you get to play some games in the Dome. I don't know, man. I told you it was going to be a short dive. But, and it is. But I, I just, I don't understand some of the thought process of this coach, the coaching staff. And it, like I said, I am super glad that at least finally, finally, it sounds like Dennis Allen is starting to realize the mess that he's about to put himself in. Three and three. This is the crucial point of the season. You either take the ride up and you get this team in position to win this division or you pack your bags, you go find yourself another coordinator job probably, and you're never a head coach ever again. It's starting to dawn on him now. Way too many missed opportunities in this game. Um you know, we had plenty of we had plenty of chances. Um, you know, red zone continues to jump up and bite us. 
Um, you know, we missed a couple field goals today, which is uncharacteristic. Um, defensively, I thought we played poorly in the first half. Um, they were better than we were in the first half of the game. That's that's for certain. Gave up too many explosive plays. Um, you know, we we intercepted the ball and turned it right back over to them. We're gonna have the ball on the 41 yard line. So, you know, just way too many, way too many mistakes and way too many, um, you know, missed opportunities. Swallow it and 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 let's go. You know. Um, we don't have a lot of time to sit around and feel sorry for ourselves, you know. So um, it's a big man's league that we that we're in, and uh, you know. So we got to you know pick ourselves up off the mat and regroup, get ready for a good Jacksonville team. Yeah, look, I think I think I think we're we all have jobs to do, players, coaches, personnel. Everybody has jobs to do, and and we have to do a better job collectively. Um, you know, as a group, all of us. All of us. That, that's everyone, obviously. That means the coaching staff. That means the administration. That means the offensive line, the defensive line, the special teams. He talked about Blake Groupie in there that I didn't run. He talked about Trevor Penning in there that I didn't run. Blake Groupie, you starting to rethink that decision? He's only missed three field goals. He came into yesterday, I think, 11 of 12. But was the one of 12 that he missed? A potential game-winning field goal in Green Bay. They might have still lost that game. We'll never know. You can't make those kind of... I mean, I, I was more for the groupie thing. I understood the groupie change. You thought Will Lutz was taking a downturn. Okay. Um, I have no problem with that. But, man, your special teams have been bad. Your punting has been bad. Your field goal kicking yesterday was terrible. Lou Headley. You took him ex over Gillikin. Why? Gillikin was one of the best punters in the NFC last year. I never understood that. I still don't. Then you draft... After the defensive lineman with the first round pick, okay, whatever. I don't I didn't love the Brian Mercer pick, but whatever. I don't have to love every pick. But I went off. When they took Foskey, I just went off. You take back to back defensive linemen, and yeah, I'm going back to this because it's mattering now. This matters now. You talk about things then that come back to bite you in the ass, and this is one of them. Makes no sense. Made no sense that you took Isaiah Foskey when you had glaring holes on the offensive line. If for no other reason, if your, you know, paradise plans of Trevor Penning starting at left tackle and Andrus Pete or James Hurst at left guard and Ramchek being Ramchek again and Cesar Ruiz being fine and Eric McCoy being one of the best centers in the league, if that panned out exactly the way you wanted it to pan out and planned for it to pan out and the way you thought it would pan out, even if that was the case, there is zero question this team needed more depth. And again, this is if it went exactly perfect, which obviously it has gone far from perfect. But even if it went 100% perfect, 
the lack of depth at offensive line was clearly, and I mean clearly, a moron like me could figure it out. And you go and draft an Isaiah Foskey who has contributed zero to this team. Less than zero. That's on you. Whoever made that decision, whether it be Mickey Loomis or Dennis Allen or a combination of the two, it's on you. It's a bad, it was a bad decision then, and it's an even worse decision now. You spent $160 million, more than any team spent on anyone this year, going outside of their organization to get Derek Carr. You invested $160 million in Derek Carr, and you can't protect him. You can't protect him. So, of course, he's pissed off. Yeah, very, very disappointed. I was, I was livid coming off field. I was angry coming off field. I had to calm down a little bit, you know. Um, uh, but, you know, when we as an offense had too many details, and you know I'm not going to tell you what happened, and yes, we know, and yes, we know what it was and all those things, and I won't say it, but there's these little details that if we just do those things right, you're, you're looking like, oh, my gosh, we – Scored 28 points, you know, where we, you know, and uh, I just want to win, man. Like, you know, the yards are awesome, great, thanks, um, you know, yes, but couldn't care less. Like, I just want to win. That's all I care about um, is, is winning football games. And if we don't do those details right, and every single time, especially when the game's on the line, that's when it matters most, um, then we're going to have this feeling more often than not. And you're about to find out, is it more often than not? Or is it going to be getting your crap together in a hurry? Down 17 to 10 and a half. And honestly, think about it. You go back to that. I don't think they could have played much worse. They could have played much worse than they were down 17, 10 and a half. They should have come out gangbusters. This offense is so underachieving. It's not that much worse than the offense that Drew Brees had. Now, look, I get it. I understand. It's Drew Brees. Whatever. But you play the Texans, man. Punt, punt, field goal, missed field goal, turnover on downs, interception. That's the second half. Five-play drive, three-play drive. Then you get a 10-play drive that gets you three points, an 11-play drive that gets you zero points, a turnover on downs, seven plays, 73 yards, zero points, 12 plays, 61 yards at the end of the game, zero points. Unacceptable. It's unacceptable. Alvin Kamara has been better than I thought he would be since coming back. Not great, but better than I thought he would be. 19 carries, 68 yards. That's what I want to see. Close to 20 carries a game. Next week, they should get Jamal Williams back, which will help. Kendra Miller was a no-show. Kamara had seven catches for 36 yards. It can't all be Kamara and Alave. Alave, seven catches for 96 yards. Michael Thomas is, eh, whatever. But Derek Carr, 353 yards passing, and you only get 13 points. And as bad as the O-line was, he only got sacked twice. They were bad. That was the, the one part of the game plan that I thought was very good, actually, was, look, 
We know he's not going to have time to throw. They admit it now. They didn't say so in as many words. You know, part of the Allen clip we didn't talk about was him talking about Trevor Penning and wanting him to get a different perspective and a trial by fire, which is what it's been. You don't do trial by fire in the NFL unless you're a really crappy football team. Unless you know you're going to be crappy and you don't care. But if you think you have a chance to be anything and win anything, you don't put a, a you don't do trial by fire with your left tackle. Dude's getting blown up. He had a couple average decent games. They put him in today. Oh, yesterday, sitting on the sideline watching. What did it do for him? Nothing. He came in and got blown the bleep up. And then it didn't help that the rest of the offensive line was in shambles because of the injuries. So what did Derek Carr do? He got rid of it quick. 32 completions, 353 yards. That's over 10 yards of completion. And when you're getting rid of it as fast as he is, that's a pretty good number. They just got to figure it out. That's why I think at least this week in having Jacksonville and having it on a Thursday night and not having time to lick your wounds, you don't have time to feel sorry for yourself. It is what it is. You got to get out there and go. And uh, this team's going to be up and down all year long. I'm probably not as pissed as most of you are. I know uh, some of you people expected me to come in here with fire and brimstone. I got text. Um, you know, I get regular text now and regular. Um, I don't necessarily want to read some of the comments I get during a game. Because who dats are emotional, man. I get it. I'm emotional too sometimes. But I'm not going to read stuff I get during a game. You can't be, look, to be successful, and if you're, I mean, you can't be super high one week and, or like negative even when they do well, and then even super negative when they play like they played yesterday. Winning football teams have an even keel. You think about the Saints when they were 13-3. and three. So spoiled. You get spoiled. Think about all the teams you could be a fan of. You could be a fan of, look, I was watching, I told you I watched Boomer and Geo sometimes in the morning, trying to get up this morning, had Boomer and Geo on, and they were like fired up because the Giants almost beat the Bills. One in five football team. Man, they played so much better than we thought they would play. They almost won. Do you want to be that fan? Enjoy what you have. I mean, this team is not that bad. They've made a lot of mistakes, some really bad mistakes. They're playing way worse than what their record should be. This should be a 5-1 and one team right now. They're 3-3. Three and three. They're not 5-1. and one. They may win games later in the season that they had no business winning. Maybe, it, maybe it'll even out. Maybe it won't. But, man... It's probably not as bad as you think it is. And when they win, it's not as good as you think it is either. The good teams have an even keel. They're on an even keel. This team is not that. Look, all I can say is we go out, that's Derry's dime, and uh, I'm probably going longer than I thought I would go. Talking to you has actually made me feel better. I don't, it probably doesn't make you feel better, but it makes me feel better. And I, got, I still got a show to do later on, buy you bets this afternoon. 
I got a couple other things to do. I could not come on after not coming on a couple weeks ago. But I'm not nearly as pissed about this one as I was about the Bucks game. They just laid an egg. I think they're starting to get it. I liked what I heard yesterday. Not just from Dennis Allen, not just from Derek Carr. I listen to other player interviews. I love that Alvin Kamara is stepping up and talking after games. I mean, yeah, if you keep losing and keep saying the same crap, then yeah, it'll get old and you won't feel as positive about it. But I asked a few weeks ago, show some damn emotion. I think we're starting to see that a little bit. Will it help them? I don't know. But I guess as a fan, you know, I was trying to think what the song would be. Stop dragging my heart around. Great song. It wasn't meant for sports, probably. But I think it applies. That's kind of what the Saints are doing, right? They're they're dragging our hearts around. You don't know what Saints team you're going to get from week to week. I think, I think, and I, I mean, I think. I don't know this for sure. But I think at some point in the near future that's going to change. I think you'll get more consistency. It stems with the offensive line. Can the offensive line play better? I think they can, man. But I don't know. I know this. Once the defense figures it out and gives me the same effort week after week, they moved up to fourth in the league. You know, I had had someone uh, send me a note during the game. This defense is an elite. Yes, they are. I mean, every unit can have a bad half or whatever. I'd rather have the Saints defense than just about any, any other in the league. There are a few others I might rather have, but there ain't many more than a few. Saints defense is really good. That's why I think it can just be average. And I mean average on offense. And there's no reason to think that they can't be. I'm telling you, Jamal, Jamal Williams will be a difference maker. He wasn't in the first couple games, but he didn't have an Alvin Alvin Kamara. If this team can get semi-healthy on offense, especially along the line, they'll be a different team. We won't be dragging our hearts around. We'll feel a lot better. Don't let it get you down. You don't have time. Just like the Saints team, they got to come back and play Thursday. You got to be in game shape on Thursday night. We'll be there in the Dome. We'll be on Bayou Bets. I don't know that our schedule here on Datitude the rest of the week, we'll figure it out. I think we're probably going to have a early, might have a Wednesday show. We'll see how it goes. Whatever it is, uh, plenty of chances to talk to you, and hopefully I won't sound like this the next time you hear me. But thank you for listening. We'll talk again soon. Have a great week, everybody. Peace and love, my friends. <laughs>